This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, my friends, and welcome, of course, to another Randy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast. And we start today's podcast with Manchester United and only losing the final of the Europa League to VML. Who cares? This is Eric Sandler on TalkSport. Oh, for goodness sake. David De Gea's penalty stopped by Geronimo Rulli. And it's Villarreal that win the Europa League for 2021. No, it's not a successful season, of course. And that's the fine margins in football. Sometimes, you know, one kick can uh, define a season as a, as a good one uh, or as a successful one. And one, uh, one kick says it's, it's not. And uh, improvement, yeah. Second in the league, that's probably no one expected us to be second in the league after the start we had, after the lack of pre-season we had. So, uh, but trophies matter and that's what matters at this club. But there's nothing positive tonight, no, mate. There it's, it's, you know what, it's a disaster. That display there for me tonight is enough. I've seen enough there to move in a different direction. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer isn't... I've said it and I've repeatedly said it and, you know, tonight if he won it, maybe I'd been proved wrong. But I don't see him being okay. the man. They've come up short just short agonizingly short but they've fallen short again and more questions will be asked as a result as their season ends with a De Gea penalty miss did he get it right tactically did he right make the changes when they needed to be made no and is the answer. exactly he's got he's got to answer to that the players out there you got uh, Mason Marcus uh, match winners in their own right Bruno Eddy of course they can create anything Scott as I said I felt he was the best player on the pitch and Paul it's difficult to make that change especially when Fred's been injured for a week but he came on and he did well the boy but we just couldn't create enough chances to win the game simple as Oli out he's a fantastic player for us and you know that Andy he's given us so much happiness over the years He's just clueless as a manager. We, we love him as a player, but he's, he's got a goal, mate. We are four to five players away from challenging and on top of everything else. And I love Ole. I'd, I'd love him to fix it. If we went out and bought those players this summer and it worked, nobody would be more delighted than me. But he, he can't freeze like this. That performance as a managerial performance today in a European final was shocking. It was shocking. There's a perfect break now and this is the perfect time. And it's hard to hear, but the truth is, 
He's not up to Manchester United standard. Antonio Conte, he wins t- Premier, he's won the Premier League. He's just won the Scudetto. He knows how to win titles. He is a ruthless manager. He knows how to get a tune out of a team. He managed Italy in the World Cup. You know, we're talking ex- seriously experienced man. Now, look, I would rather you didn't. But, you know, right now, go and get him. Potentially, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could have had the second best season of any manager in the Premier League. You've gone early. They've won it. Tonight was the you've night. Gone, you've gone tonight, ve- tonight was the night. You've gone early. So I haven't gone early. You have. Well, I saw nothing in the other semi-final. Well, So okay. well done. I haven't finished it. So well done to Manchester United on winning the Europa League. Well done. Um, well done to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Congratulations. First trophy. David De Gea has to score this. He's saved by the diving Ronnie Darby to his left-hand side. <laughs> Hi, guys. Are you all right? No. Awful, right, John. Right, John. Yeah. Imagine, imagine you having to do three hours of radio now, John. I don't think I'll be able to get through it. By the way, Rufus just said in my ear, scope call, don't push me tonight. <laughs> I genuinely just don't go near me tonight. I'm brazzed off. Right. Well, join the brassed off club. And Bruno Fernandes is in, and it's Rashford! He's put it wide! What a chance! The biggest disappointment for me, for Manchester United, that reflects the whole football club is, where was the risk? Where was the gamble? Where was the onslaught that that club should show? Tonight was the night Pogba steps up. He didn't step up. Bruno Fernandes, right, is up there with the best of them. Non-existent tonight. (laughs) Marcus Rashford did nothing. I'm stunned how bad it was. I'm stunned. (laughs) The final of a European competition... And it was a, one of the worst performances, I think. You felt the game was slipping away from United in extra time. They had a zip about them, Villarreal. They, they looked sharper. But the substitutions made a difference. Only let that game just at that moment, just let them t- seize the initiative. He'd done a number on him. Tactically, he, it worked Perfect. That's exactly the game. He's, he's, the game we saw was the game that Unai Emery wanted us to see. Now, the England boss Gareth Southgate named his provisional England squad for the Euros on Tuesday. He will, of course, need to cut that down by seven next week. And the former England winger Trevor Sinclair revealed those who wouldn't make his final twenty-six. So the goalkeepers: Dean Henderson, Sam Johnson, and uh, Jordan Pickford. Pickford's the number one and Aaron Ramsdale would miss out. Harry Maguire, if he's fit, if he's honest with his teammates, if he's honest with his manager, if he's fit, he obviously stays. He's had a fantastic season with Manchester United. If he's not, I think he obviously drops out. If he is in, Ben Godfrey goes. For me, that's the other central defender that goes and Ben White. And I think then you look at the right-back position. We're very blessed in that position. Aaron Ramsdale's not even gotten the squad. But for me, the first on the team sheet would be Kyle Walker. I think he's been unplayable this season. Um, so he's certainly in. The one that goes, I think, Kieran Trippier for me. And I think Jordan Henderson, he's been out for a long time. Obviously, you know, big leader in that group. Yeah. A lot of experience, but he's just been injured for too long. So I think he gets omitted. James Ward-Prowse. Quality at set pieces, but I think we've got a lot of players that deliver a good ball into the box. Okay. From set pieces, he goes. And then out the forwards, it was very difficult. You know, I, I toyed with the idea of maybe Ollie Watkins has not got a lot of experience. But again, we've only got two number nines if he's not if he's not in there. Rashford's form is worth discussing because he can't play 90 minutes at the moment. He's had injury problems throughout the season. But he's, again, he's got another player that's got a lot of experience. And then Mason Greenwood, but if you've got 10 minutes to go and you need to score a goal... 
you'd probably bring him off the bench. So he has to be in the squad. So for me, I think it's got to be Bakaya Saka and player of the season, fans player of the season for Arsenal. But I just feel in that forward position, the other players have got more than him. So what's it like missing out on going to a tournament with England, having been named in that stupid squad, you know, the first one they named? when it's 33 and they cut it down to 20. I'm only saying all this because I can't say the word preliminary. Anyway, let's ask Andros Townsend. UEFA Euro 2016 France on Talk Sport. I was literally in my room every day going through the list saying, oh, it yeah. might be me. If I, it oh, it yeah. may leave him yeah, out. It may yeah. not need that position. Yeah. I was literally every day going through all the options, yep. trying to squeeze me in somehow. But unfortunately, I think it was the day before the squad had to be announced. The phone rings and the phone never rings in the hotel. I yeah. answer it, um, Roy Hodgson wants to see you in his room. <laughs> so I was like, I knew, it was like I was walking to my oh, death. My I knew what was God. happening, it's but like yeah, it was horrible. You should have answered that. Yeah, it's your own fault. I'll still be there now. So what did Roy say? How did he break it to you? You know what? He was almost in tears. Yeah, he mm. was like, Andros, it pains me to do this. You're a great character. You've trained really well. You came on and played a part yesterday he was like but I have to leave you out I had my squad in my head when we arrived and unfortunately you weren't in that but you're a big part of of my thoughts going forward blah 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 but yeah it was you couldn't you couldn't say I couldn't come out of the room saying oh Roy Hodgson this Roy Hodgson that I just because he (laughs) was just he was so apologetic but even though you were resigned to it already Mm. how did you feel were you emotional yourself yeah Yeah. I was gutted because I missed out through injury two years before the World Cup um, like I said, I never thought I'd get that chance having been in the 23s for Spurs. So I was in the form of my career. I'd just come off a good uh, half season with Newcastle. I felt I could have contributed, which was yeah. the most frustrating part. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. I was devastated, but um, I got to go on holiday. Now, the trial of two retired police officers and a solicitor accused of preventing the course of justice following the Hillsborough disaster has collapsed after the judge ruled there was no case to answer. Adrian Durham reacted to the news and said that nobody is being held accountable for the events that unfolded 32 years ago. The uh, Hillsborough inquest five years ago found that supporters were not at fault in any way. The inquest also found police were at fault, the police commander was at fault, the victims were unlawfully killed and the police response was flawed as well. So to be clear, the deaths were unlawful and the fans were blameless. So today, the fight for truth and justice was ended by a judge who decided to stop the trial of two ex-South Yorkshire police officers and uh, a forced lawyer as well, who'd been up on a charge of perverting the course of justice over changing police statements. The judge agreed that statements had been changed for Lord Justice Taylor's public inquiry, the Taylor Report, but that inquiry isn't part of public justice. It was an administrative exercise. So the officers and the lawyer who were acquitted today, no case to answer, simply because the Taylor report wasn't a legal process. So the 32-year fight for justice has been ended on a massive technicality. The police changed statements and they withheld information, that's clear, but nobody's being held accountable for it. It means that 96 fans were unlawfully killed, but nobody has been significantly dealt with by the law. Now, Sunderland missed out on promotion from League One after losing in the playoff semi-finals, and that has led to speculation in some quarters over boss Lee Johnson's future. Sunderland owner, Kirill Lewis-Dreyfus, speaking exclusively to Jim White, gave his clear backing to Johnson. 
Lee Johnson was a, was a long-term appointment from the start, and we all knew that regardless of the outcome of the season, that he will be with us next season, and I think he's the right man to lead us to promotion, hopefully, in this uh, forthcoming season. And Lincoln City are going to Wembley and condemn Sunderland to a fourth successive season at League One level. I'm definitely here for the long term, and hopefully there's a lot of good things to come over the years. I said from the start that it's going to be a long-term project because as I think all Sunderland fans are fully aware, we, we need to know where we are at the moment and where we're starting from. And I don't think anything a quick fix is possible in our current situation. I really think we need to implement our long-term plan to rebuild every area of the club to hopefully then get success out of it. And we finish with Andros Townsend recalling a moment earlier in the season where he disagreed with the ref over a decision and the match official later asked him not to hammer him on here. I mean, over there, here, on TalkSport. Not here, this is a podcast, but there. Oh, just play the tape. Everywhere I go, I get people telling me, oh, you do so well on TalkSport. Like, even like referees, assistant postmen. There was one ref that said to me, after we made a bad decision, don't be battering me on Wednesday morning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I enjoy the banter. I enjoy the banter. It's good. Especially from refs who sometimes you forget a human being. So it's nice when they throw a bit of banter back and give you a bit. Thanks for listening on the Talks by Apple, wherever you get your podcast. From I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday at Thursday from 10pm, with the fun boy, of course, for the last Sports Bar of the week. Obviously, I'm driving Friday with Benny, but we'll be building up to the Champions League final. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks Bar daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do until then. Have a great day. Thanks for listening, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.